Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. One can't help but be positive. Hey, Newton! The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy yeah. about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. And a very happy Black Friday to one and all within the sound of our voice here on Boston Sports Original 93.7 FM, WEEI, and WEEI.com. And, of course, you could use the Odyssey app to listen to any of the fabulous programming here on New England Sports Original, like the Fitzy and Hart program. Punching in a little bit early for the midday boys. You get a little splash of the of the Greg Hill show at the end, and then we'll uh, occupy a little bit of the real estate of Grecian Fourier. Before we throw it to Boston College football here on a crisp, autumnal, and lovely Black Friday as part of a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. We hope you and your family and friends had a terrific Thanksgiving full of food, football, festivities, frosties, fatness, and fun. I know there's much more of me today than there was yesterday as well. It was a wonderful Thanksgiving day, and I hope you guys enjoyed yourself thoroughly as well. Today, this morning, of course... We'll have a Black Friday sale on terrible takes, sports talk, highly contested opinions, and, of course, everything pertaining to your New England Patriots. It's not just going to be the Mac Jones Sucks show, everybody. So please, by all means, strap it on, tune in, and let's have a lovely, robust sports chat. You can join the two-way sports talk party at any time by hollering at your guys, Fitzy and Hart, 617-779-7937. There's your telephone number, 37937. On the text line, if you would like to share any thoughts, uh, Joe Braverman, our producer extraordinaire, will be monitoring the text line throughout the program with the best, the worst, and try to keep it clean. It is a family program. And your socials at WEEI, at Jumbo Hart, and at Fitzy GFY. Hartman, I heard, or at least so you told me, you were going to try what you thought was the mid to late 40s impossible, which was attending a high school football tailgate, going to a high school football game, coming home, helping prepare the Thanksgiving meal, enjoying delicious food and beverages throughout the entire process, serving up the family meal, napping, and then waking up to watch football, and then preparing for our radio show today. How successful were you in your mirthful and familial endeavors? Uh, not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs> I, uh, I knew it. 
I faded. Late afternoon. I looked up when the sun went down, so did me. And I looked at the By the clock. way, that's my favorite country album. <laughs> it was like, holy crap, it's 548 or something. Like, it feels like midnight. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Nope. Not great at all for me. Uh, tough, uh, tough loss in the uh, high school football game. Although I get to, um, can I just give a quick shout out to the enemy? Real quick. Kid by the name of Grant Darmofall. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, first career. Darmofall. It's a very. It does sound like a drug. Well, it was a painful drug for the Dartmouth Indians because. Talk to your doctor today before taking Darmofall. If you were on the Fairhaven sideline, you Mm -hmm. may need to see see a doctor for another reason because the kid is a sophomore. Okay. Hit his first career field goal with two seconds on the clock from 42 yards out. And and classic color man, Andy Hart, sitting in the stands crying, said, that would have been good from 52. Effing crushed the ball. I mean, and You're a 42 kidding. Yard a high school goal. footballer yes. nailed a 42-yarder that would have been good from 52. 52. Just crushed it. He crushed the ball, and he crushed the spirits of the Indians, but uh, got the 24-21 win. Um, I, I got to give props to the kid. Very, like, just... I don't want to lose to them, but if you're going to lose, at least see somebody do something like that. That is, I mean, that kid's going to remember that the rest of his life. Wow, no way. So now it was, was it New Bedford or was it Dartmouth? Fairhaven. Fairhaven, okay. Yeah, Fairhaven. Uh, so was Who's it, going was it, to Gillette uh, a week from yesterday to play in the Division Six Super Bowl. So uh, Yeah, it was a good for them. Yep, the Blue Devils wow. will be there. Kid, uh, sad loss. And, we made too many mistakes. You know how it is. Yeah. Classic. Like to have that one back. Got to coach it better. Got to play it better. Was that your hometown or was it actually your son's team? Yeah, my, well, both. I played okay. for the Indians and he he plays for the Indians now. And we and that was his fi- was that his farewell game for the season? Yeah, it was the end of the season. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, for the seniors, it's a sad time uh, seeing some of those seniors on the sideline cry because ah. you know they know it's their last football game and uh, you know it's uh, it's a tough one. But uh, they laid it all out there in this kid. Again, Grant Darmafall with a 42-yard field goal that uh, Chad Ryland and uh, Wolfsberger, whatever, Rushberger, they, all these young kickers Ro- in the Ro- NFL. Roarwasher. They would have been proud of this kid for his first career field goal. I'm just checking some of the high school scores yesterday in case you missed it and are wondering, hey, I was home cooking or I was doing a turkey trot or I was uh, dealing with my relatives. I wonder how my high school did. Catholic Memorial uh, more than doubled up BC High yesterday, fifty to twenty-two. Abington just absolutely annihilated Whitman, forty-six to six. Canton uh, took down Stoughton, nineteen nothing. Oh boy, Wiggy. Bridgewater Raynham, the Trojans uh, had a little surprise for the Brockton Boxers yesterday, twenty-two to seven. Uh, Hull in a squeaker over Cohasset, ten-three. Duxbury over Marshfield, that looked like a game, twenty-three twenty-one. Battle of the South Shore. Uh, situate over Hingham, 13-10. North Quincy just taking good regular old Quincy to the woodshed. West Bridgewater destroyed Southeastern RVT. And, of course, the Walpole Rebels over the Weymouth Wildcats, 44-20. to I didn't see my Braintree High score here. I think they beat Milton yesterday, but I'm not quite sure. But it is a wonderful day of football and food, family, and fun. Sorry I got off to a rough start for you. I'm sure you were probably on fumes by the end of the day. Uh a lot, of, a lot of good eating yesterday as well. Um, definitely going to need to hit the old treadmill or find a way to yep. burn off a couple calories shopping or something today as well. Uh, but in between, sandwiched in, was what we thought was supposed to be a tremendous, maybe one of the better days of NFL football because we had not one, not two, but three games yesterday, Hart. And I got to tell you, the, the best game was 
I, there really wasn't one game that was a down-to-the-wire, white-knuckle, nail-biter of a thriller that we'll be telling our kids about or, holy smokes, hon, punch it into the DVR. I'm going to need to save that one for a rewatch uh, on the short and long term. I guess the first game of the three yesterday was the best, but uh, if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, it absolutely was. Um, I think a lot of people tuned in yesterday to see, of course, Dallas kick the crap out of the Commanders and Boy, don't the Patriots just look even worse for the way they played the Commanders a few weeks ago, having seen the Giants beat them last week and the Cowboys just annihilate them yesterday. And then last night, San Francisco kind of returned to where we thought they should have been a few weeks ago when they got off schedule with the Brock Purdy injury and a couple of other issues. Uh, that was just a domination of the Seahawks last night. But that first game, I think America tuned in, Andy, to see, hey, I want to see what this Lions team I've been hearing all about is all about. Hey, the Lions are 8-2. and two. Are they a legitimate contender? Are, are the Detroit Lions to be taken seriously now? Wow, I know they struggled last week against the Bears, but like you and I said this week on the air, hey, division games, they can be tough. Never take them for granted. Big spreads should probably not factor into these equations. And yesterday, from moment one, from Jump Street opening whistle kickoff, the Green Bay Packers were aggressive. They looked like, I think, what a lot of us thought they could or should have been to start the season. And maybe, just maybe, they have found their offense. They may have found their quarterback. And and also, your boy, Jared Goff, came crashing back to earth like satellite debris yesterday. That was a shocker. Packers pulling off the dub against the Lions. Yeah, that was one of those where I got a late uh, viewing of it. Uh, they were all some... over your ass. <laughs> um. <laughs> And Is that my in-laws yeah. or the Packers, Joe? The little bit of a um, Cinderella moment, I think, for him, too. What did he go for five times on fourth down yesterday? Like getting a little uh, riverboat run or whatever you want to call it, a little, little over his skis. But, yeah, the Lions are, are struggling. Jared Goff is becoming who I thought Jared Goff was. And Jordan Love might be becoming who I thought he was. I like Jordan Love. I think he's a good quarterback. And they have, if they continue to, to be the good Packers, they have a young core of offensive playmakers that could be a lot of fun for a long time in Green Bay. That's what I was thinking as well. Like that's a that's a, a potentially very interesting team. I thought they would have I thought they were going to be a little more composed to start the season as well. Now the Packers are 5 and 6. And, you know, as we like to try try to draw parallels to everything New England and the Patriots and Boston sports, uh they are in a comparable situation in that they had a bunch of games that were winnable for them as well, and they lost uh, at the end. Jordan Love, three separate games. The Packers could have either tied up with a field goal or won with a touchdown, and he threw a late interception trying to uh, trying to get it all with one throw as opposed to a little, a little hero ball got the best of them in a couple of games. Now they're five and six. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yesterday you saw Dylan and Jones working well. Jordan Love moving fluidly, throwing some beautiful passes all over the field in formation. Christian Watson, once again, showcasing the deep threat capability he had towards the, the tail end of his rookie season last year with Aaron Rodgers. I, you know, as we were ready to coronate the Lions, one of the top five teams in the NFL and, and a legitimate contender in the NFC, they couldn't do much on offense yesterday when not targeting Sam Laporta at all. Goff, uh, once again, making mistakes. And I was surprised at the, uh, the porous nature of the Lions defense you would think a guy like Dan Campbell would be known for like a tough as nails defensive approach but instead Green Bay kind of had their way with them yesterday 
Now, five and six, Green Bay, I don't know if they're going to be able to make the wild card push in the NFC, but considering what a bananas NFL season this year is, Andy, would it surprise you at all if all of a sudden they went on a rip at the end of the year and you know maybe contended for that seventh spot? No, nothing will surprise me. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really uh, fun. I don't know how great the overall level of play is, and I know we'll get into some of that later with Tom Brady's comments, but I think there's going to be a fun run here um, toward the postseason with a lot of teams involved. But um, the Lions are a team you know. I've never really trusted Goff, and I've always been a little dubious of Campbell. And they're the Lions. Mm -hmm. With my apologies to kind of blend our two uh, opening topics here, with my apologies to uh, longtime Boston Herald high school sports writer Danny V., Danny Ventura, mm -hmm. who is a mm -hmm. lifelong Lions fan. Imagine being that. Imagine having that oh. attributed to you, lifelong Lions fan. Um, is there anything I just worse than being that kind of fan? Yeah, that's tough. That's well, tough. Lifelong but, Jets fan would also kind of suck. Yeah, that's that's up there. Um, mm -hmm. But now the Lions are like, oh, are they good? Are they actually Are they a contender? Are they one of the best teams? And now the last couple weeks with the turnovers – uh, from Goff and some of the mm -hmm. coaching, you, the the doubt has to start creeping back in. Meanwhile, you see some of the other top teams in the NFC, and we can get into that kind of um, doing taking care of their business, hitting their stride in terms of heading toward the postseason. But I do, I think this is going to be a fun stretch run. You know what Tom Brady says? This is when the season starts, right? These are when the games start to actually matter post Thanksgiving. Well, in other places other than New England. Well, I mean, there's obviously so much to look forward to in the remainder of the Patriots schedule, and we'll, of course, get into that as we try to <laughs> divine those particular reasons as well. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I it, One thing I appreciated was I did like seeing the Packers kind of get back into form because I've always sort of enjoyed the Packers from afar and have family out in the area. Um, I do know some Lions fans as well, so I'm sure this morning they're like, oh, come on. I didn't want to have to go back to where we were. I thought we were finally able to escape our prison. Like, we, we got out of the hole, I thought. I thought we crawled through the 500 yards of Shawshank mud just so we could escape that hell. Uh, the 49ers have found their, found their form again as well. Like, that was a thorough domination last night of a team that could be a playoff team as well, but Seattle has recently hit the skids. They lost, yep. of course, last Sunday against the Rams. Now they get rolled over at home on Thanksgiving night by, by the 49ers. By all accounts, Andy, maybe, if anything, the NFC, which does sort of look like the dominant conference, could be heading towards a chalk rematch in the NFC Championship with the Eagles and the 49ers. I don't think that would surprise any among us. And at this point, following the Monday night game where the Eagles got the best of the Chiefs and Marquez Valdez-Scantling dropped an absolute surefire dime of a game winner from Mahomes, I think the AFC is kind of wide open now, which is kind of what makes it a shame that the Patriots weren't able to win some of those winnable games and have pulled into the final half, final stretch of the season uh, as lame as they have because you you tell me you tell I me mean, they are lame they're, is they're, such a good word because that's it they are they're gimp like not like lame as in like lame joke dad like no gimpy as in like, well, I would say oh, both is, I think they're okay. lame in both ways that's why I, I think it's the perfect word you chose they're lame in like oh Belichick's <laughs> gonna screw with the media and put Mac Jones out there but is he really starting Ooh, tune in to find out like that's lame and then they are kind of limping like a horse <laughs> that should be shot <laughs> Uh, six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Yes, by the way, Andy, I was able to check. My hometown got the win yesterday as well. We're very happy for our Six Rings in Football Things podcast producer, Justin Turpin, who is an assistant coach with the Braintree program as well. They get the best of Milton. I told you we would avenge Dartmouth uh, over Milton as well. That was 33-19 yesterday. 
uh, in the Braintree versus Milton Thanksgiving Classic. 617-779-7937 is the number if you'd like to weigh in on a number of Boston sports matters. We will round up everything else that's been going on, including a thriller the other night at the Garden uh, in a possible Eastern Conference Finals preview, Andy, between the Celtics and the Bucks. That one went down to the wire as well. Uh, Bruins looking pretty good of late as well. Both teams will be in action today. And to find out exactly where your favorite team is playing and when and so much more, here's producer Joe Braverman, who's trending now. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, let me give you that information for you, Fitzy. First up, the Patriots are back on the practice field today as they gear up to face the New York Giants in the Meadowlands on Sunday. There was no practice yesterday, so an estimated injury report was released from both the Pats and the Giants. Yesterday for New England, Christian Barmore, Trent Brown, Miles Bryant, Juwan Bentley, Jonathan Jones, Devontae Parker, Riley Reef, Matthew Slater, and Dietrich Wise were all limited. On the other side for the Giants, two big names did not practice uh, via estimation. That's defensive lineman Dexter Lawrence and offensive lineman Evan Neal. NFL action began yesterday with a Thanksgiving triple header. The Packers upset the Lions 29-22. The Cowboys crushed the Commanders 45-10. And the 49ers knocked off the Seahawks 31-13. The Week 12 slate continues today with the Dolphins taking on the Jets. Kickoff is at 3 this afternoon. We'll join Westwood One's coverage of the NFL on Black Friday following Boston College football. Speaking of, BC football ends their regular season hosting the University of Miami today at noon. You can listen to that game right here on 93.7 WEI-FM with coverage starting at 11.30 following Fitzy and Hart. The Celtics are back on the floor as they continue their group play of the NBA's in-season tournament. This afternoon, they'll be in Orlando to take on the Magic. 2.30 is the tip-off. Jalen Brown is listed as questionable with a right adductor strain, while Drew Holiday is probable with a right ankle sprain. The Bruins are also having a Black Friday game this afternoon at home. They'll host the Detroit Red Wings with a 1 o'clock puck drop. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WBEI and WBEI.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Who's your starting quarterback on Sunday? 
Oh, um, I, honestly, from like looking at some of the reports, I think it's going to be Will Greer. Um, I really? think wow. all of the yeah, I think all of the media portions has been um, um, Bailey, Bailey, and Matt going back and forth, taking the first team reps. Um, but I think I think that they're doing that to like make sure no one knows. Um, but I think, you know, to bench Mac in that last game in Germany against the Colts with two minutes left, uh, I just think they've seen a lot of Zappy. They've seen a lot of Mac. Will Greer is the guy that they really haven't seen much, and he's a professional. Uh, he's been in the league for a while in different situations. Um, I think there's a chance he starts Sunday. It's our old pal Devin McCourty, the D-Mac attack, of course, now a fabulous and much lauded broadcaster on the NBC sports coverage of Sunday Night Football and beyond as he joined Goosh, the Greg Hill Show earlier this week on WEEI. No warm seafood tower for him. However, Devin McCourty letting everyone know that he thinks the Patriots may surprise you and start Will Greer at quarterback on Sunday, 1 o'clock at MetLife Stadium against the New York Giants. This is one of the questions that has led Patriots Nation, which earlier this year turned into resignation as fans were getting frustrated with the efforts, and now we'll see exactly how many of you out there can stick with the team as they make their way from the spectacular to the suck. Uh, Now seven games remaining on the season. What are you watching for? What is there to be taken away? Who will shine? Who will find a way to make next year's team impress people and beyond? And will they actually make a change so bold as to eschew the zapper and Mac Jones, who has been your starter for the better part of almost three years now, in favor of journeyman Will Greer. Will the Patriots kick the tires on Will Greer and see if he's got anything to offer the remainder of this season and beyond? That's what we're talking about now on Fitzy and Hart. You can join us here on Boston Sports Original, WEI at 617-779-7937. Andy, did that come across to you as in any way, shape, or form Mildly informed, uh, did it feel like it was just speculation? Was it, uh, you know, I don't think D-Mac's like letting a proverbial info cat out of the bag, but if he's if he's sort of reading the leaves and he was there long enough to kind of know the way they do things, am, am I so wrong as to think now there's a chance we may just get a little jolt of electricity by seeing someone else under center Sunday? It would stun me. Um, I don't think it's ridiculous. It's actually where I was. Um two weeks ago, basically, sort of in the midst of the Germany game, the end of the Germany game, the benching, all of that, I wanted Will Greer, the devil I didn't know, even though, you know, we jo- we joke about it. He's older than Patrick Mahomes. He's got two starts with four interceptions and no touchdowns in his career. Those came four or five years ago. Like, he's sort of a known commodity, even though we don't know him, like we do Zappy and Jones. But the way the two weeks trended, the bye week and the reps and the comments from Bill O'Brien and like, Mm -hmm. it just didn't seem like Will Greer, even Bill talked when he explained Will Greer getting reps was like, well, you know, we were doing all our stuff. We weren't working off scout team plays so we could run our offense a little more. So there was a little more opportunity for guys who hadn't played to get some reps and he kind of diminished it. Now, maybe it's a big smoke screen. Maybe it's a big rope-a-dope. Um but it just felt like over like the last 10 days it trended toward, well, it's probably Mac. Maybe Zappy has a shot. And it was like Will Greer wasn't even in the conversation. So, again, I don't think it's ridiculous, but I don't think it's very likely. Yeah, I, 
I, I just wish, and listen, uh, to anyone who's uh, tuned in right now, at 11 a.m. this morning or thereabouts, Bill Belichick, coach of the New England Patriots, should be stepping to uh, the podium in the makeshift media room down at Gillette Stadium. We will effort to carry Bill Belichick live just in case an announcement is made about who will be the starter on Sunday, who will be under center for the Patriots as they take on the Giants down in North Jersey. Uh, Likely to be Tommy DeVito, of course, Mr. Sunday Sauce for the Giants. Who's going to be starting for the Pats? We don't know, so we'll get some... um, Obviously, some after Thanksgiving thoughts from Bill Belichick. Maybe he'll make an announcement about how people are doing and who's going to be under center. We'll take that live for you at 11 a.m. today. Can you imagine that matchup on Sunday? Tommy DeVito versus Will Greer? I'll get have to your I won't popcorn. Be <laughs> I have to because they yeah, we do a post game. You're show. contractually obligated. I know. To watch Andy. I know. Could I pretend? Because I, I can start the post game show. Boy, that was a bad matchup of bad teams with bad quarterbacks. Six one seven seven seven. Okay, quick question. Honestly, if we allowed, if Chat GPT or OpenAI, whatever, any sort of artificial intelligence program, was able to like sort of like capture, record, and then learn to simulate our voices, would a would a would an OpenAI Six Rings post game show following Patriots Giants be that much different from whatever we would actually do as humans? Sadly, probably not. We're we're very <laughs> we like Mac Jones are very much replaceable. Eminently replaceable. <laughs> they just, just haven't found like, the right option yet. What opinions and information we'll be able to dis- I mean, it's a I my God, it's like this is a legacy type of game. They played in two Super Bowls this century against each other. We know how they went. Like it's a legitimate r- rivalry. Belichick with his history and love. My God, I would my kingdom to be able to get Phil McConkie to be able to come out of retirement and play for the Patriots. Now. Remember when these mattered? So they yeah. played two Super Bowls. They played a regular season finale. That's one of the most historic games ever played, based on the individual and team records involved, as well as the Giants' um, mentality, which then later helped them in the Super Bowl. They even had a great regular season game a few years after that at uh, Gillette Stadium, and now, now they have a very meaningful game but just on the opposite end of the meaning spectrum. We are talking about top draft picks now. It's just, wow, how far the mighty have fallen. Oh, my goodness. I, I See, I just want Pats fans to be able, like, if you hear that Will Greer is going to start, there's a higher likelihood that fans are going to say, like, oh, wow, so they actually told Mackey really should sit down. Like, uh, uh, they they understand that they have, for whatever reason, whether he stinks or whether he's too battered and bruised or whether he's just got a case of the knob locks, he's got football yips, and he's not able to play his way around him, and they know what they have in Zappy. They're just going to kick the tires on Greer for a game. He could go out there and be so bad that you have to put Mac back in for the Chargers game as well. I mean, you've got to do something. You have to, in addition to finding out who may be your players going forward and who may want to be part of the solution, not the problem, you've got to also... I know Bill Belichick's just going to tell us, like, ah, whatever's the best the football team, you know, like, whoever's the best guys out there, that's what we're going to give them a push on. Okay, fine, Bill. But uh, yeah, some somebody in the organization has to remember, your fans need a reason to watch beyond just blind, abject devotion and fandom. Like, you've got to give them a, a little something. And I, yeah, Well, I'm going to do the best I can to help our football team. That's my job. That's, that's a preview of what you're going to get. You're doing a great job, Bill. It's a Bill. preview of what you'll get at 11 today. Ah. Uh, Jeez, I don't know, Andy. It's uh, the, happy these is, Thanksgiving. These is yeah. Listen, if it's supposed, we had Thanksgiving yesterday. If Thanksgiving is really to begin, and I don't know, like 
check your mentions and like just do a sift through the platform formerly known as Twitter, now the artist known as X and beyond. Like Pats fans and most fans are all over the place now. They don't know if you know Caleb Williams should be the answer. Is Drake May really the guy? Should I take a receiver tomorrow, folks? If you want to get a preview of many of the players who have or allegedly have Sunday talent and will be members of the NFL next year and could very well play for your New England Patriots, you're not going to want to miss the noontime game. Obviously, it's a big rivalry Saturday in college football as well. The game of the year likely to be tomorrow. Number two, Ohio State on the road at the big house to take on number three, Michigan, the final game that Coach Jim Harbaugh is not allowed to coach on the sidelines as he serves his Big Ten-imposed three-game suspension. You're going to see it, like, whether it's J.J. McCarthy, the running back quorum, defensive members all over the field, and, of course, the likely number two or number three, hell, he could even be the first overall pick, depending on who has it, Andy, Marvin Harrison Jr. for the Ohio State Buckeyes as well. So I wonder, does that, like, does that game rate locally better? Do you think tomorrow, like, if we check the metered markets, do you think Ohio State, Michigan, because it's a preview of some people that could potentially be on the Pats next year, does that rate as well, if not better, in New England than Pats Giants? Um, I don't think it'll rate better than Pats Giants, but I do think you are getting some college football ratings bumps uh, in the New England region yeah. of late where people are watching uh, USC, Oregon, Washington, Ohio State, places mm-hmm. where they know mm-hmm. North there Carolina, are players. Yep. Like, yeah, North Carolina. There LSU, are you, yep. the guy that Jaden Daniels, who you and I and yep. I think many others are starting uh, quickly falling in love with. Uh, maybe too quickly. I saw a mock the other day of with him going like six, and I'm like, oh, well, that really is. He was a third rounder like four weeks ago, and now the life comes at you fast. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It yeah, really no, is. It, but no, I do think there is more interest, not in necessarily the football games, but the players in those games because of a, a realization of a relatively knowledgeable fan base that I'm going to be talking about Knicks and Penix and these guys for the next four, five, six months. So I might as well at least have a mental image and a little reference point in my brain to, to do that talking. Mother of Pearl, Zeus's beard. My word, look at this. The latest CBS Sports mock draft has uh, Laiatu uh, uh, Latu edge defender uh, from, uh, let me see, where is he? I'm, I'm uh, not exactly sure where this guy plays college football. Uh, he's going first, oh, for you, Slay, excuse me. He's going first overall to the Bears. Harrison Jr., second. Caleb Williams, third to the Patriots. Drake May, fourth overall. And look at this, Andy. Going fifth overall to the New York Football Giants, senior out of LSU. Wow, he's got the size too. Six four two ten. Jaden Daniels. Yeah, he was. He was previously ranked the seventy sixth overall prospect. Now he has jumped all the way up. That is, and then his guy Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver, who is just setting all sorts of records and making Justin Jefferson and the likes of all your other LSU receivers in recent year look positively pedestrian Malik neighbors going sixth overall man life really does come at you fast it's going to be so fun doing this for the next and not just here nationally as well like so the bears are taking an edge rusher who do they take with their their second pick their actual own pick their actual let's see they have the bears finishing uh eighth overall and the defensive lineman jerzon newton from so the so the bears take two defensive players they must really believe in Justin Fields, then. 
But if you really believe in Justin Fields, then give him Marvin Harrison. That's the way the NFL works I mean, these that, days. That offense, yeah. Even if ju- even if Justin Fields is not like it, who did a, this a generational draft? talent? Is this He's Connor fine. Orr? No, that's Sports Illustrated. This is Chris Trapasso. Yeah, or CBS I don't think Sports. he knows his Trapasso from his elbow. Hey, come on! What are you? T- I mean, it is amazing though. That's, that was pretty wow. good. You got to give it to me. That wasn't bad on the Trapasso. I've never heard the name before in my life, and I came up with that like that. I'm on my A game this Black Friday. The old, El, the old El Trapasso. <laughs> nobody, nobody circles the wagons, but like Trapasso, like Chris Trapasso. That's a, yeah, that's a that's a stunner. But like the fact that Jaden Daniel uh, rocketing up the, it's gonna be bananas. Like everyone, just get ready for things to just be constantly moving chess pieces and to get shaken up snow globe style, uh, like an over caffeinated kid who grabbed the most expensive one off the shelf even though you told them, please don't do it. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. Let's talk to some of the Pats people, Andy, who have their thoughts and feelings about what's going on with your favorite football team in Foxborough. Ray is in Revere. Good morning, Ray. How are you? Hey, good morning, fellas. You know, I I think the next big hire for Robert Kraft should be a a strong general manager in the mold mold of Roseman in Philadelphia. You know, and, and not only that, I think what happened in San Francisco is pretty instructive, guys. They literally probably did the worst trade in the history of football, giving up all those picks to get Trey Lance. But they got their starting quarterback with the last pick in the draft. And the reason they could do that is they had more talent everywhere else than, than any other team in the league. And ultimately, I think that's the better model. Just get your unfair share of talent all over the place. And the quarterback thing, it's hard to compute the intellectual capability requirements like Tom Brady had on top of his arm talent. So I I really think you need to be getting better tackles, linebackers, defensive backs, wide receivers, and everybody else. And hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you, Ray. We appreciate the shout. His line is open at 617-779-7937. I'll ask this question again, Andy. Do you think there's any chance, as so many people now, like, Thanksgiving is a great chance to catch up and talk football, sports, and whatever else you've been up to with some relatives. Not like you know, not this the usual, the 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 usual suspects you and I chat with on a regular basis about football and the Patriots and beyond. Like Thanksgiving's a good chance to catch up with some other people you may not have spoken with recently, um, relatives, friends, etc. Did you get a feeling from any other people in your? Uh, in, in your circles uh, as to what they think Belichick's going to do next year? Do they want Belichick back? Um, you know, a- anything strike you as unique or unusual as far as talking to people that watch games uh, like we do that just don't do it for a living? No, I I think the presumption is now Belichick is gone. And I think the question is, where do you go from there? And I don't mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people have a lot of, you know, there was a story because we've talked about the Mike Vrabel name, the idea of Mike Vrabel. Mm-hmm. and we've sort of joked, well, the Titans kind of stink right now, and then these polls come out, hey, NFL players, which coaches do you want to play for? And Belichick doesn't do well, but neither does Mike Vrabel. He's kind of the lower end of people actually getting votes. Mm-hmm. And then there was a story, I think Diana Rossini might have written it for The Athletic, like, oh, they're all in on Mike Vrabel. They do feel like in Tennessee that they have their guy. But I just think in general there's an uncertainty, like Sean McVay. I think on this coast, people are like, I would like a coach like Sean McVay, one of those young, offensive-minded. And I think on the West Coast, they're like, hey, maybe it's time to move on from Sean McVay. So these weird, just like elsewhere, somewhere, someone's like, wait, the Patriots are going to move on from Belichick? I'll take Mm -hmm. him in a heartbeat. There's these weird 
provincial feelings and then like national feelings and they don't marry up because people see different things at, at a different um, rate, I guess. Like we're fixating mm-hmm. on the negative. Bill Belichick's been a bad coach this year, last year, whatever, the draft. Others are like, no, the greatness of Bill Belichick, as Mike Irvin, Michael Irvin would say. So I don't. Th- I think everybody around here, is, or, or most people, the majority, are ready to move on from Belichick. They just don't yep. know what they're moving on to. And that's the thing. Are you? Is Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, the Patriots organization, Patriots fans, if you are willing to move on and say, it's been an incredible quarter century together, but I think we need more than just a fresh coat of paint on the facility. Uh, Bill, we wish you the best. Thanks so much for everything. If Pats fans are willing to do as much in the organization is too, who are you willing to move on to as well? Uh, uh, Mike Cadlick yesterday tweeted out at halftime of the Lions-Green Bay game, I think it was something along the lines of, like, this, this next 30 minutes showcases why Ben Johnson will be the next great Patriots head coach. Yep. And then the Lions absolutely lay in a, a, a complete turd, uh, a turd ducking, if you will, out <laughs> in the field. And ah, see? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, and so now it's sort of like, oh, really? So this guy's you, you want to let this guy who couldn't even, granted, no, you can't say he's been working with golf because he's made golf. Look better at other times, like the Green Bay defense, who hasn't been able to stop much of anyone all year, all of a sudden looked like the 2,000 Ravens for parts of the game against the Lions. They were all over Goff. I think he was pressured 16, 17 times yesterday. So it's just, again, 2023 NFL is a hell of a drug. It's a complete mess. It's a wild trip as well. If not Mac, if not Greer, who would you like your quarterback to be? If not Bill Belichick, if he's not going to accept a general manager and stick around for the rebuild, if you will, who else would you like to see? We will get to all of that. And then some as well. And some interesting audio from Tom Brady this week. Uh, did Tom Brady finally make his feelings known on Mac Jones and what the quarterback situation is looking like in Foxborough post-GOAT and post-CAM and maybe soon post-MAC? We will share that with you and get to your thoughts. Paulie and Rick and Dave, I see you guys lined up. We'll get to your calls in just a minute here. It's Fitzy and Hart on Black Friday morning here on WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And ho- Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm-hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way, and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to the defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect themselves. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you'd knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. I ain't as good as I once was. The one, the only, Tom Brady. 
the goat as he appeared this week on the Stephen A. Smith podcast. The Stephen A. Smith show. Where isn't Stephen A. Smith? I feel like ESPN has on WEE. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, that's. And that's because a certain formerly employed host here at the station pissed him off, and that was the last he was ever to be heard from here. Though he was always a good chat whenever he appeared on the Boston Sports Original. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, it's basically the Stephen A. Smith and Pat McAfee network at this point now. So if those are your particular tastes, then you're an entirely sick person's network um, fan at that point, of course. But a lot of people regionally, Andy, don't like ESPN because they believe it stands for Everyone Slanders Patriots Nation. Um which I don't necessarily believe, but long gone are the days of 11 out of 12 footballs and so much so on uh, with the Mort tweets and such. So in there, Andy, a little something to break down from Tom Brady, and we'll get back to the calls in just a minute, folks. Um, An interesting couple of nuggets from Tom Brady on the Stephen A. Smith show, including, of course, uh, you know, what some people were saying was old man yells at clouds, get off my lawn, football talk with Brady saying, now, all of a sudden, you can't hit anyone, and the game is not as good as it used to be. And gee whiz, Tom, you've only been retired from the game for a year. But at the same time, no, it's not. Uh, we've had people like Matt Light tell us on the Six Rings podcast that ever since they signed the collective bargaining agreement in 2011, they basically damned the NFL to heading towards flag football, which we'll see in the Olympics in 2028. And also, there's Brady talking about, you know, the head coach who only does so much on game day, like the quarterback really affects the game the most because he's got the ball in his hands and he can make the decisions that affect the outcome of the game. So it's almost sort of like Brady's saying the game stinks now. Belichick is great because now he and I are cool again. And also, Mac Jones stinks. Like, is that what you took away from that? Because there was a lot in a little there. Yeah, uh, there there was a ton. There was a yeah. ton in, in all of it. You're right, because a lot of people really fixated on the state of the game, and I think mm-hmm. the quarterback coach value comment got a little bit over uh, undersold or underappreciated, and I thought that was really telling. And I do think he's he's honest. I don't yep. actually. I'd love to sensationalize it and make it into like talk radio. Let's go. Like Brady hates Belichick. Brady hates Mac. Brady hates whoever. But he's telling the truth. Bill Belichick influences the game most from Tuesday through Saturday. Then on Sunday, the the Jimmys and the Joes need to take the field with Belichick's X's and O's and execute. And that's where Brady was so remarkable at it. And I'm not talking about culture stuff because I know that's a separate issue, the Patriot way, the Patriot culture. But he's right, and Mac hasn't done that. Now, the question is, is Bill still doing his thing? Tom says Bill is coaching the same way he did when we were undefeated. Maybe. And maybe that's bad. Maybe that's but part of the But does that problem. work now? That's the question. Right. right. Maybe 16 years later, that's the problem, that he is still doing the way he did in 2007, and it's 2023, and these players are a different generation of athlete and player. So, yeah, there was a lot. I did take it a little bit, and people took this as a shot. I don't consider it a shot to say, in my day... Like, it's just reality. Like, I joked everywhere throughout Massachusetts on Wednesday night that conversation was had. In my day on the high school football field, we did this, and these kids are soft, and they play on turf. They don't know what it's like on Thanksgiving morning to roll around in the mud or the snow and blah, blah, blah. I don't necessarily think it's it's this, like, harsh critique. Like, Dick Raditz, I loved on our WEEI airwaves, used to do that. Like, Dick Raditz grew up in a world where he'd throw 70 pitches and then come up in the second part of the doubleheader, throw another 70, then throw the next. Like, it's okay 
to glorify your glory days. I'm okay with that, and I think Tom was doing that. But the flip side of that is I also think Tom Brady benefited from not being hit. You weren't allowed to hit Tom Brady for more than half his career, the second half of his career. And do I think that's why he played into his mid-40s? I absolutely think that played a factor. That helps these quarterbacks play longer. So, you know, there's pros and cons, and Brady can be very opinionated. It's weird Mm -hmm. because we worry that he's going to be vanilla if he ever actually does slide into a TV booth for $37 million. I I think he's going to find a way to slide into that booth at $37.5 million. And the only real downside to that, is that someone who's excellent at his, at his job, like Greg Olson, it will be relegated to second-team duty because uh, I think he and Burkhardt have a nice chemistry together. Absolutely. I, I, I like that duo. Um, but I also wonder, is Tom Brady going to be as opinionated? Because I do think he can be snarky. He has strong opinions. Like, remember when he was very critical of the single-digit defensive football player numbers? Yeah, like, that that resurfaced this week as that resurfaced this week as well, and that has now sort of like been added to the soup, if you will, as to what is affecting the overall quality of gameplay in the NFL now. Is it the coaches that are too green? Is it bad quarterback play? Is it injuries? Is it the fact you can't hit each other? That Brady tweet uh, or Instagram thing resurfaced this week. Uh, do you think? Do you lend any credence to that or no? No, I do not. Okay, um, but my but he is. He has strong opinions, and because he's Tom Brady, every strong opinion he's he has should be at least um, deciphered, analyzed, critiqued. Like, we should take it. Don't just, uh Brady being Brady again. I think he's earned the right to steal a phrase from the Kraft family. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Brady's earned the right for us to at least consider his strong opinions. We may in the end say, you know what, he, he's missing the point here, or he's not seeing, he's seeing it from a certain slant. Um, but he's earned the right to be analyzed. And he also basically scratched the surface of the reality that I know a lot of people have run with Mike Lombardi and company because you don't practice as much because yep. so much of that has been limited in the off season and the training and the double sessions and the hitting, you get a crappier game. You, you, as Bill Belichick has so often said, you prepare for playing football by playing football. If you mm-hmm. don't have pads on, if you're not running plays, if you're not doing the... And then we wonder why offensive line play stinks because they don't get to practice what they do. How can you be good at what you do if you never practice it? Like, that we're surprised? No, like, it it was an obvious. Now, will they ever go back? I don't know. Will they ever add more padded practices and more training camp days and any of that? I don't know. I doubt it. Um because ratings are still high. What are we talking about? 29 million people watch. Insane, in case anyone didn't week. hear, yeah. the ratings for Monday night's game, which was, of course, broadcast across the ESPN and ABC spectrum, were massive. The Eagles-Chiefs ratings were, if you think that the dip in quality of play this year would in any way, shape, or form affect viewership, oh, oh, oh I'm here to inform you otherwise. So I don't know. Now, maybe over the long term, there'll slowly be a dip, an average dip in ratings or something. Um, but that could also be explained in other ways, you know, as they sort of um, slice up the pie more and push you to these streaming services. I just saw that ad again. I think I told you this when we first learned this. I am boycotting the Peacock playoff game. I will not watch it. I am no, not getting Peacock. Get it, but they even offered you a Black Friday deal, 12 months at a buck ninety nine a month. No, no, no. Come on now. I'm making a point here. 
I refuse. They could offer it to me for, well, if it was free, I guess I'd have to take it. But if it's anything (laughs) more than free, I'm making a point here. I'm not doing it. So I'm not watching that game. So Ken Laird, if you're listening, you probably shouldn't schedule me for the day after whatever that exclusive Peacock streaming wildcard playoff game is because I will not have seen it at all. All. Screw you, NFL. I'm done. Wow, fine. Okay, well, I guess you won't be able to watch Five Nights at Freddy's or some of the other high-quality content movies and programming they have that they offer I'm on good. the streaming service that they call The Blank, which I'm not allowed to say because these are family-friendly public airwaves. All right, that was a lot that you just offered there. we got a lot to break down from Tom Brady, from Devin McCourty, from Andy Hart, from Nick Fitzy Stevens, and, of course, you guys. Pauly, Curtis, Matt, Rick, don't you guys go anywhere. Your calls are coming up at the top of the hour. Hour number two of a Black Friday morning. Fitzy and Hart here on WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.